Hello, friends! Welcome, one and all. This is the wow, this is the Glass Sneaker Princess podcast. I can't believe it. Oh, oh my gosh. So, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what this is and what I plan to do on here. I, I plan on using this podcast as a form of communication for mental health for people who love running and for people who love Disney. Um, Right now I am (laughs) going through all of those things and just like life does, it has its ups and downs and it's it's waves, right? Um, But that's what I want this space to be. I am happy to talk about my mental health journey and I'm going to give you a little bit here in a second. Um, But I, I... open a conversation. I am happy to talk to you about any and all things with your mental health or your experience during COVID and what this is, how this, how this has changed your life. Cause it has, right? It's changed everybody's life in some way or another. So let me get a little bit of background for you. Um, when COVID hit in March of 2020, I was working a, a public service job basically for the government, right? And nobody knew what to do so let me know if if you were also at a company where everybody just went "Mm, you figure it out because that's that's what happened to me um I was a manager where I was and none of the higher-ups gave any direction because I mean in their defense they didn't really know either but that's what they're paid to you know they're they're making more than I do so you tell me what needs to be done here we are in a health crisis a world health crisis you you make the call this is not my (laughs) this is not my decision to make and you know it was all a bunch of I think the kids are calling it toxic positivity right everybody's saying it's gonna be okay we just have we just have to you know think think good thoughts and we'll just get through it is anybody else sick of hearing that because I totally am sick of hearing that (laughs) I'm sick of it I'm sick of it okay anyway um so during the first several months of COVID I wasn't sleeping I was having panic attacks handful of times at work every day I would sleep in my truck and my lunch breaks Um, I I was a mess I was just a mess in my head and it translated to being a mess physically because I wasn't I couldn't rest right even when I would sleep I wasn't resting because I was having nightmares every night when I would get to sleep Um, you know panic inducing Uh, I was always running from people I never wanted to see again and I was always having to go across the country to get my stuff which is uh, everything I everything I own is with me so I I don't have things across the country I have lived across the country but anything I didn't need I didn't take with me (laughs) so all of a sudden in my dreams I was having to go back to all these places and get things (laughs) so that was a nightmare um Anyway, the the only thing that I could really manage emotionally was Disney. It was Disney, you guys, and it was uh, Disney Plus was still like a brand new platform, right? And I, I don't have any kids, so initially I thought, uh, you know, I don't really, 
I don't really need it, blah, blah, blah. And, but I, I was watching it on someone else's account and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it because I realized at that point in time, that was the only thing that I could handle. I couldn't handle the true crime that I normally love. I couldn't handle the the violent action movies that I do normally love. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And in a world full of uncertainty and chaos that we were all going through, Disney was the only thing that brought me comfort and kept me calm. You know? Did you have something like that? Or, like, was yours also Disney? Or what, what was... Was there anything calming for you? Like, really, I would love to know because maybe that will also help me or could help others. Um, so really, I would love to know if you found some magic that helps you, I don't know, just kind of stay calm and stable, feel stable, I guess, in a world that is going a million miles an hour and we don't know what direction we're in, right? So... Around Halloween, I was diagnosed with COVID. Last year of 2020, I was... I, I didn't even get to dress up, because uh, I had COVID and couldn't do anything. Um, so, uh, so that was awful, because I was also taking medication for anxiety, for depression, for... Uh, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I was taking sleep medication to get me to sleep, sleep medication to keep me asleep because I was waking up every hour from these nightmares I was having. Um, so, and then on top of it, I caught COVID. <laughs> awesome. What a, what a, what a year to be alive, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, just watched a ton of Disney. I found, if you guys don't know what Crowned Athletics is, I found Crowned Athletics. I found Dottie for Running Communities. I, I mean, <laughs> this, these little things brought me so much joy. And sure, from someone else's perspective, I can totally see why they seem lame or they seem, you know, kind of an eye roll to other people. But you know what, man? They brought me such joy in this horror that we were all living so, and I like them. You know, it's not hurting anybody. I like them. So what what does it really matter if to you what I really enjoy? You know what I mean? So fast forward a year. I, I am, overall, I am doing better. Um, I have a better yet more demanding job. Um, I'm about 40 pounds heavier. And I take 60 milligrams of Prozac every day to function. <laughs> so, uh, what a world, man. And then I usually have to take a Advil, at least one, two, or three Advil PM to sleep and get through a night. Um, I've been a runner since 2014, and in the last year, I haven't been able to do it. I love running. I, I love running, and I just physically can't do it. I, I was too exhausted from going to work and then trying to rest while having these nightmares, you know, like trying to live through my nightmares, essentially. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I've put on all this weight. And, and it's not, you know, about the number. It's about how you feel in your body, right? 
and I have I've never been this number before it's the highest number I've ever hit uh, but I also don't like not being able to function as I used to be able to um, that's frustrating to me right my clothes don't fit anymore I can't run the mile without stopping at least for you know, it's just ugh. and I wish I could get back to the place that I was but obviously that doesn't happen overnight and and of course we just have to accept it and we can work on it but that doesn't mean it's less frustrating to me you know and that's okay um I feel I feel like we're all about there right I feel like not just millennials but anybody who was keeping the workforce going and had to report to the office and had to interact with the public in any kind of way uh I feel like it's just gotten more and more horrific. You know, it's like, it feels like humanity <laughs> took a break for a second when everything shut down and then came back angrier and nastier than I've ever seen. We have lost all respect for each other and for, you know, public manners and... It is, it's, it's very tough. It's very tough. I don't blame anybody who has walked away from their job at this, during this weird crisis time. I don't, I don't blame you. At all. <laughs> so, on here, I'm kind of curious to see what your running motivations are, since I've kind of lost mine. Um, I love my running outfits. I love them, and, and so I've purchased just about everything that Dottie makes and everything that Crowned Athletics makes, and, and yet I'm not doing anything with it. And I don't know how to break that cycle. So if you have any suggestions or have gone through this as well, I would love to hear what you're doing to, I don't know, I guess give yourself kind of a sense of normalcy, right? Or our prior lives, <laughs> our pre-COVID pre-COVID lives. So all that to say, I fell in love with Disney. I I do love running. I lo would love to hear your motivations and like what your favorite races are and maybe your favorite distance or a pair of shoes type of thing. And if you're also going through some mental health experiences that you've never had in the past I'm totally here I'm a stranger to you and that's okay maybe I can offer some kind of unbiased opinion or if you need at least sympathize with what you're going through because maybe I'm going through it too I would love to hear what's going on inside your brains because mine is about to fall out my ears <laughs> I don't know how to better explain a feeling than that it's just about to ooze out. And, um, you know, all joking aside, mental health is, is something to be taken very seriously. Please get help if you think that you need it. These these doctors are there. This is literally their job to listen to you, right? It's, it's our friend's job to comfort us and tell us what we want to hear, but it's... It's not always um, helpful in the in, in to the core, right? A doctor has an unbiased opinion. They don't know you personally, and they can 
this is what they're trained for. They're the doctor, you know? They are doctors. <laughs> and it's there's no shame in therapy. There is absolutely no shame in medication. This is if you if you broke your arm, you would go to the doctor. And in my opinion, this isn't any different. If you know in your heart that you don't feel like yourself or you know something is not man, something is not working, something isn't correct within you, this is their job, is to help you understand why, or to fix it, or to, to pinpoint the problem and change your habit, and it, it, it's an it's a investment in money and time, but this is, you know, why we're here. <laughs> this is why we're here, and we have, you, you have to live life, you know? Even though it is hard, it's very hard, but they're here to help. So I encourage you to reach out if you have not yet. Um, I am here if you are wanting just a, just a conversation and I won't judge you. I don't know you, so how could I judge you? Um, but, and if you also have running tips or Disney tips, I can't wait to start sharing my Disney lists on here, my running lists on here. Um, I'm so excited for the conversations that we are going to have. And all I can say really right now is thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you stick around for the ride. And I, I honestly, I cannot wait to get to know you guys. So thank you for listening and Stay tuned for episode two of the Glass Sneaker Princess podcast. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome to episode two of the Glass Sneaker Princess podcast. Today is a Disney-centered episode, you could say. Uh, we are talking about the princesses of the Disney universe. This is probably one of <laughs> every Disney lover's favorite topics. <laughs> um, we love to love them, right? I, oh man, I still feel like a child and just like light up inside whenever I see a princess at a park or especially when I get to meet one. I just, I just kind of fangirl and say weird things and then, you know, take a picture and can't believe I just met a, met Ariel. I just, I just met a princess or I can't believe I met whoever. Even 20 feet away though, I'm like, oh, there, there they are. There they are. Oh, I don't know. And I, I'm fully aware that you know, this is like an actress who I'm sure went through many auditions having to have the right look and the right sound and fit the clothes and be the right height and all the stuff that goes with it. So it's probably very, very challenging to get that role. Um, so I, I hope they're happy doing it. They make so many others happy and you just, they just bring it to life. They bring it off of the TV screen, so to speak. It's, it's, a whole different experience to meet one of them in the parks in person. It really is. <laughs> um, so I have my list here and this whole thing kind of got me thinking of why, why the title of princess? Why is that the title? That's like, what about that is attractive to the people that watch these movies? And my theory is it's because, they're still 
relatable as they are in an age where it's still acceptable to be making mistakes. Does that make sense? Like they're still learning how to be a human, how to be an adult, how to, you know, play nice with others, so to speak. Um, I feel like the title of queen is much more adult. And by the time you get to a king or a queen, you're supposed to have all the answers because the people in your kingdom look to you to do what's right, to to lead, to answer for things. Um, And a princess wouldn't know how to do that and I feel like like nor should they um because of their I don't know they're just still youthful to me right they're still it's okay to not get it right the first time and I feel like it's much more forgivable when a child does it versus the the queen of the land right and I if I'm correct they're mostly under 20 they're definitely under 25 um but I think most of the, like, isn't Snow White like 14 or something and Aurora is 16 or so? So I think maybe that's what's attractive is just because you suddenly turn 18 doesn't mean you're never allowed to make a mistake ever again <laughs> or won't. Um, but I think like especially a princess being in the spotlight, it's okay to yeah to to be making mistakes and not have it be the end of the world quite yet right because not the world isn't resting on your shoulders like it would the leader of the of the kingdom that's just kind of my theory um okay let's get into the list shall we uh i do have them in order of appearance but i've kind of i've divided them into three categories here so the first grouping if you will is Snow White, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty, the first three. Now these came out, I think Snow White was the 30s, Cinderella the 40s, and Sleeping Beauty the late 50s, I want to say. So to me, this category, they are the classics. I completely understand that. To me, they are also dated, and it shows, right? These are these are reflections of the time periods in which they were made. Um, you know, literally, Snow White is not supposed to leave the house, or else something awful is going to happen to her. Um, Cinderella, you know, you put a pretty dress on a pretty girl and brush her hair, she gets the prince, you know? Um, it has nothing to do with who any of them are. Um, so they're just... They're just kind of dated for me, and it's hard to get on board. Of course I do love them, because they are who I grew up on as well. Um, You know, I was born before Ariel. (laughs) Um, So Sleeping Beauty was a big big one for me, because my mom used to sing me that I Know You song. That was my lullaby. Um, And I just, I love her pink dress. It's my favorite of the royal dresses, and my favorite color is pink I loved her blonde hair I thought it was so pretty her long curled at the end hair I just loved her um so I I get it and I'm not trying to you know bust anybody's vision of these gals in my opinion these movies are are dated because they are and they accurately reflect the women's role 
in the time they were made. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I'm not trying to badmouth them <laughs> or badmouth a movie or anything like that. I think they're just indicative of their times, right? So the next group, next group, we start to see girls with opinions who are not afraid to share them. The next group, we have Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, and Mulan, right? These are, this is the determined, opinionated group. This group is awesome. It is, this was a game changer in the Disney universe, right? We see, first we see Ariel, who's A, hardly wearing any clothing, (laughs) Uh, isn't even a human, really. Um, She is talking back to her dad, Her dad then destroys all of her stuff and she runs away. Um, So she's not just a complacent, you know, uh, while ultimately what she does is wrong when she sells her (laughs) voice to the sea witch. Um, But we see women standing up for themselves here. Um, Belle, too. Belle stands her ground. She, She teaches us that it's, you know, love is not skin skin deep it, it it is it is much it's in your character right because gaston is a gaston and the beast is actually human and that it's okay to be different the whole town thinks she's weird because i don't know because she's intelligent because she likes to read um but that's okay to be who you are and to like what you like right this is awesome bell i love i will she is my top one of my top three um we have jasmine kind of following suit with ariel she's she's wearing clothing of her culture um it's a foreign culture to america right uh so we see a lot of interesting things happening with Jasmine. She's, she, I used to think she was kind of a brat, but now I think she's, she's just very outspoken. She's one of the most outspoken. What does she say? She's not the prize. I'm not, I'm not the prize or, or I'm not a, yeah, something like that. Um, and that's awesome. I think this group really like opened the door so the next group could run through it, but we'll get to that. Um, so after Jasmine is Pocahontas. Pocahontas is totally badass, you guys. She's sporting a tattoo, an armband tattoo, right? She has not one love interest, but two. Good for you, girl. And and we see the it's the first interracial. Um, her and John Smith. I'll, I'll say couple because they don't get married at the end, but. Um, Pocahontas was groundbreaking, you guys, groundbreaking. Yeah, she, well, like I said, she, she kind of, uh, fanned the flames and then Mulan took over, right? Mulan not doing a damn thing that she's supposed to be doing, um, because she has no interest in it. She doesn't care about learning how to pour tea. She doesn't care about all that stuff in the beginning with the matchmaker, right? She doesn't really want to learn how to put on all that makeup and the dress and and to be the homemaker, to be what her society thinks women should be. And she's just, she's 
more determined and she puts on the suit of armor and goes to defend her country and her family and the 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 armor right is is finally the thing to show her reflection on the outside that she's not just a, a girly girl she's someone with grit and she's she's determined to do whatever it takes to keep her dad safe so that's the second category and then we get into the third much more modern category 2009 and on of uh, to me these are like the much more grounded realistic um princesses and i realize that they're just a lot more modern as well uh but i like that you know disney is reflecting the change that has come in the society uh first we have tiana tiana is my all-time favorite princess she is my favorite princess tiana works two jobs tiana well how many of us have waitressed how many of us have waitressed right she's earning money so that she can do other things that she wants to do she knows she doesn't want to be a waitress forever. She wants to have her own restaurant. She's working toward her own goals and didn't need a man to do it. She didn't need a man to do it. One just kind of came into her life, but she didn't need him. And I loved that about her. She's so relatable. She's so oh, grounded and level-headed i i love tiana i love the music in that one i think her i love her green dress the bayou dress i just i love everything about her i love tiana she is my number one hands down favorite princess um and then we have what else rapunzel merida and moana so these of these four i'd say rapunzel is my least favorite because she's just to me for coming out in 2010 she was a little bit too naive for me um i i get that she's been in a tower <laughs> like her whole life and doesn't understand the world i i get that um and i get that that's the story I, like I, I completely understand um but to have that kind of I don't know character follow tiana was oh man it's hard to follow tiana i get that but yeah rapunzel's just a little bit she's a little bit too dated for me for coming out in 2010 um however merida and moana no love interest at all love that you don't need a man you don't need a man they're also the first ones to spurt <laughs> to spurt to sport curly hair naturally curly hair these are my people <laughs> well merida yeah i have red curly hair that's unruly um and it's okay you guys it's it's just hair but you'll notice everybody up until then is very delicate well-placed uh neat hair and not her and that's awesome I, I love that. Um, but neither does Moana, and there's no love interest in Moana. She's finding things out about herself, and I love that, too, about her. Um, so I, I, far and away, this last category of princesses is my favorite just because it's, it's much more modern and just much more realistic. Much more realistic, right? Um, I think it's sad that Elsa and Anna are not really part of the 
and correct me if I'm wrong, that Elsa and Anna are not part of the princess collection. Um, they are, they are princesses of Arendelle. Uh, I know Elsa becomes queen pretty quickly, but she kind of doesn't though. Like she, she becomes queen and then runs away to kind of go in her own direction and with like other, if nobody else understands her, then she's just going to go do it alone. Right. Um, and then of course in the second one, Anna becomes queen as well. Uh, so I don't know. Elsa, I love Elsa. I love as well. She's my number two, um, for lots of reasons. I, I come from a very cold place. I live in a very cold place. So (laughs) all that Nordic stuff is my, up my alley, totally up my alley. Um, ice, ice people are my people. (laughs) Uh, cold, cold people are my people. Um, I would, I would choose to be in a mountain cabin over a beach eight days a week. Um, so I just, I like the ice. I like the snow. I like, I like the colors in this movie. I like the, the, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, snowflakes and things that glitter. And I I just, I, I love the look of it, but I also love Elsa for, you know, not, suddenly not being afraid of who she is anymore and saying this is me Hmm." so I do love Elsa and and I think my number three is is Belle I have Tiana Elsa and Belle yep because I also liked to read as a child I loved to read and she taught me that books were cool right it's it's cool to have intelligence is cool guys believe it or not you are not a nerd you are (laughs) quite desirable actually it's very attractive (laughs) um so now let's talk dresses here i i love sleeping beauty's pink look tiana's green dress the bayou dress I love Anna's dark green dress, and I love Elsa's the the one in yeah the ones in Frozen too. Elsa's new white look with the purple and the blue, very soft shades of those. Um, I love them. I love them. I'm not much of a poofy dress kind of girl, so you know Belle. Cinderella definitely <laughs> Ariel definitely when she comes out in the in her wedding dress that looks like Princess Diana's <laughs> yikes um yeah that's a big yikes for me but that's the, that's what people wore in the 80s to their weddings so I understand I totally understand um let's see who is your favorite sidekick ooh good one of the princesses I mm, I think it would be cool to have a Raja. Who wouldn't want a Raja who's a tiger but is trained like a golden retriever? <laughs> that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. Um, I do love Bruni and I do love Ray Ray. <laughs> uh, I think I'd have to go with with Raja. Mm hmm. Who has the best castle? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, good one. 
Ariel has two castles, you guys. And I oh that castle Eric's castle is pretty dope. It's right on the right on the sand, right on the water right there. Uh that that's pretty cool, but honestly, I would have to go with Elsa and Anna's castle. I have to go with Elsa and Anna in Arendelle. I want to live in Arendelle. <laughs> I want to live there. Mm-hmm. I do like her ice castle too. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Um Yeah, and and okay, so the last question here is the best prince. Who's who's the best male half of for these for these ladies? Um I have to go with Eric. It's Prince Eric for me. <laughs> like, by a long shot. Um, I think he's a really good-looking cartoon. Uh, but he also... I think it's cool he knows about boats. <laughs> and knows about uh, sea things. So, and goes to save her and all that good stuff as well. Um, although... I will say, I will, I, this is a tangent here. It is criminal. It is criminal, you guys, how underused Santina Fontana is in, as Prince Hans. It is criminal. He has one of the best baritones in, in existence in modern musical theater. If I were a man, I'd want to sound just like that. And he had like four notes to sing in Frozen. It was so sad, you guys. <laughs> it was so sad. And he just won. He won the Tony a couple of years ago for Best Actor in a Musical. Ugh. And poor Jonathan Groff, I don't think has won a Tony. Um, has Josh Gad won a Tony? I don't remember. Adina's won a Tony. Kristen Bell has not won a Tony. Uh, anyway, anyway, a criminal. It is criminal how underused his voice is in the Frozen movie. Okay, my rant is over. My rant is over. Okay. Well, you guys, (laughs) that was the Disney princesses. Let me know what you think or who your favorite one is and why that is. Um, Who's your favorite sidekick? Which I really do like which castle would you live in. That is a great or who has the best castle? That's a great question. Yep, I, ha- I have to stick with, I stick with Arendelle. Mm-hmm. I have to stick with Arendelle. But any of these answers are good answers, really, truly. We love to love them, right, guys? <laughs> and if you stayed with me through the episode, thank you for listening, and I so appreciate you and. Let's talk princesses. Please tell me who your favorite is and what your favorite dress is or what, you know, who you loved as a child and maybe your tastes have changed now, kind of like mine did. Um, what castle would you live in, etc., etc. Um, I, I will say best princess song. Okay, come for me, come for me. Reflection is better than part of your world. It is a better, it is a better song. It is a better character song. It, it is a better written song. I did. Okay, anyway. Mm-hmm. Reflection is better than part of your world. <laughs> I love the music in Princess and the Frog. 
I love... I, I will also say, I think the new husband and wife, Anderson Lopez, writing team is the new Mankin and Ashman. And I hope that Disney continues to use them in projects because they write bangers, you guys, that show yourself banger. Love it. I love it. Uh, I, I, that movie brought me to tears from the music alone. It's so well written. Um, anyway, that's like a whole other topic, but, um, yeah, let me know your thoughts and hopes and dreams and most of all wishes, I guess. (laughs) Um, continue to work on your mental health I continue to continue to work on our well-being our inner peace you know we're we're just as important and sometimes that's hard to remember I feel like I feel like people kind of reawakened with a lot of entitlement and that's hard that's really hard to deal with on a daily basis and I guess taking a page out of the princess book just practice kindness I know that's way easier said than done and you're always having to be the bigger person and I, I, re- I realize that um, but being nasty really never got me anywhere and I don't know how it gets people anywhere I don't know that's not who I want to be and who I see myself as when I fall asleep at night so you know we all just are doing the best we can so continue to do the best you can if you got out of bed today i'm proud of you my big thing was going to the store <laughs> that was my big thing for the day mm-hmm. and then i didn't i did not leave the house again so we do what we can right so i'm here for you if you guys want to talk about anything mental health disney running or otherwise and thank you again for listening and we'll see you at the next one goodbye goodbye goodbye